0: I'm Chief Conti of the Metropolitan Police Department. Distracted driving is putting lives at risk. Help us make Vision Zero a reality by keeping your eyes on the street. MPD is enforcing DC's hands-free distracted driving laws. One text or call can wreck it all.
1: Improper disposal of batteries can spark fires. Fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers cost millions and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash and recycling. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Covanta.
2: Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. This is your post-game episode. The Browns unfortunately lost again uh, to the Baltimore Ravens, twenty-three to twenty, marking it four straight losses—the uh, first time ever in the Kevin Stefanski era. Uh, the Browns are now two and five on the season, one and one in the AFC North. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Uh, Anthony Jokey is feeling under the weather, but never fear. I brought the troops in once again, not Ian and Jack from last week and kudos to them for coming on last week, but I brought the rest of the Dogland crew in. Uh, Alex Hale, who of course is my co-host over at the Top Dogs, Caitlin Marshall and Zach Strebler. First time he's been on the podcast. Everybody, welcome. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you, Goose. Hello,
2: how's it going? It it'd be going better if like an hour ago the Browns would have won, but unfortunately it would have been so
3: great if they would have won that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: it they it just seemed like it was perfect the way they were driving down the field, and unfortunately. It, it, we can blame the refs all we want, but the Browns shouldn't have been in that position. But it, it goes to show again the refs hate Cleveland, the league hates Cleveland, but it is what it is. We can't, but I need
0: tinfoil caps, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Going yeah. Alex Jones on this. Yes. Oh, oh gee.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it sucks Four four game losing streak. Now it just seems like the wheels are coming off, especially after what happened in the locker room after the game, which we'll get to later. But guys, starting with the game we've hampered on the defense so much this season. They obviously they were the second worst in terms of points allowed, but the defense played really well today. They were, they put us in a position to win, but I feel like at the end of the day and looking at the stats, I didn't realize Baltimore ran 44 times. Yeah, it just seemed like that defense was probably worn out more than anything. Um, But I thought they played really well. We'll go around the horn, starting with Alex, like what did you guys think? Cause I thought the defense played well enough to get us in a position to win, but unfortunately they just got gashed by the run.
0: Yeah. I, again, it goes back to you do not have a guy in that middle that takes up two linemen, Taven, Bryan and Jordan Elliott are small, quick pass rushing defensive tackles. I've been saying it since the beginning of the year, you need a big fat dude in the middle. It can be Danny Shelton, it can be Ndamukong Sue, it can be any of these guys. You need someone who's going to take up the middle of the O-line to open it up for Miles Garrett to stop the run. For Jadavion Clowney, Alex Wright had some flashes again this week, which was a great sign. I mean, we didn't see a ton of Deion Jones. I kept wondering where the heck he was, uh, because I really wanted to see a lot more of him. JOK looked pretty good, especially at the end there. You know, forcing the fumble on Justice Hill. The corner, the safeties are just—I, I, you have a bunch of box safeties and no coverage guys. That's the biggest problem with this team, and the box guys don't know what they're doing, and that's why you're getting gashed with the run. They can stop the pass. They can generate pressure when they want. The problem right now is, is that anyone can run the ball on these guys. Hell, you know, Carolina ran all over Tampa Bay today. And you wonder what? I think if we rematched against Carolina, they'd whip us because we have nobody that can stop the run in the middle. And that's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, Zach, I mean, we were talking during the game and you had mentioned that, You know, Joe Woods got more creative. He was blitzing. Uh, He was dialing up more pressure on Lamar Jackson. Um, But like, and the defensive tackles were showing moments in there. Taven Bryant got a sack. They were getting involved in it as well. But Alex mentioned when it comes to running and I think the majority of the runs were right up the gut. Baltimore knew that our D tackles can't stop the run. They can't, you know, plug up holes. Like Alex said, we need a big body in there, but I thought the defense played a lot better. Like I said, they created more pressure. Jok showed up and showed out. Two pass deflections, a forced fumble. Like he was part of that reason why the defense was playing so well and was able to limit Lamar Jackson as well as they did. Zach is oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The the honestly the big the biggest thing that I really want to see out of this team right now is Perian Winfrey take a step at some point. You really hope he does it the following season he is only a rook so you got to give him some slack but he could potentially be that big guy in the middle that Alex is referring to but I still I feel like you still have to add some sort of veteran presence there and they've had it the past few years and they don't have it this year and you wonder how long they can go before they have to at least pull the trigger or if they just cash it all in if it goes really down south you know if you're you know by that week, uh, what was it, week 13 that Deshaun's back. And if you're, I mean, if you're completely out of the race, you, you all, the, you just almost wonder if they just pack it in and just try to salvage whatever they have and try to do something for next season. But this is a very rough stretch, especially defensively, like defensively. And again, they did get creative. Like, don't get me wrong. They did do a lot better today. I wasn't as mad at Joe, at Joe Woods. I don't think Joe Woods was the reason we lost today. I think it's a little bit of an effort thing. You saw uh, John Johnson there on that first out of shot. It seemed like he completely gave up on that play. And then you have dealt, you know, dealt up at following. These guys are taking bad pursuit angles. They're, they just don't look sound. And that's a, that's a concern for me. And that it's a concern, I think, for more so the coaching than anything else. And that's why I've driven home so much that I don't want Woods on this team anymore. You just wonder when that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know when it could happen, hopefully by a week, but something needs to happen overall.
0: I, I do want to jump in when you say pursuit, uh, the linebackers and safety is terrible. I have no idea yeah. their angles in terms of how to tackle a guy. Taki Taki is honestly the worst pursuit guy wow. I have so ever brutal. seen because he hesitates. There were like three times I'm screaming. I'm at you know the Barstool Cleveland event for John Ames, and I'm yelling at the TV, stop hesitating and go right you don't know which way he's going to get off the field because you yeah. you're, you're cautioning yourself sacks that would have potentially won us the game but you don't know the angles at which they're running so if you don't even know that who's coaching you this is stuff you're coached in a freaking high school i know at brecksville that was one of the yeah. first things our defensive coaches taught us which is knowing and anticipating where the runner is going to go and not run at where they are right then and there, but run where they're going. Going.
3: Yes. Yeah. And it, it it seems just a lack of attention. It's a lack of that commitment. I feel like our, especially our linebackers right now, obviously they're young, but they, they do, they hesitate so much instead of just crashing the hole, fill it when you see it. Like when, you know, when Lamar got that third down, before the strip, luckily we even got, 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 you know, got, got that know fumble, that but it seemed like every time they needed to play you, it almost knew you knew what they were going to run and they still got it. That is the thing that I don't know what this defense can't figure out, but if you know what's coming, play for it and it doesn't seem like they do it. I don't know if it's a lack of awareness or not, but it's so frustrating. It
2: is, it is it's very frustrating. frustrating because like the linebacker play hasn't been bad the first two years and yeah. it, it might just be that attention to detail. Like you guys are saying, uh, Jacob Phillips seems so lost and, you know, unfortunately he goes out with a shoulder injury. hate to see anybody get hurt, but this could be the opportunity to where, you know, Deion Jones comes in. He played today, made four tackles, uh, had a tackle for a loss. So, and he has the green dot on, which I, that was, a. uh, Big takeaway right away when I seen him seeing the green down the back of the helmet, him and Phillips obviously were splitting the time. I feel like you know, maybe by next Monday, Dion Jones is more comfortable. He's out there, all the snaps can be the leader of the defense, you know, giving the signals and just having that consistent voice. Because going back and forth between Phillips and Walker until Walker got hurt, I feel like that was a big point because that's where the lag of communication comes in. First of all, I don't know why Phillips was getting the honor of wearing the green dot when he's been hurt the first two years. I understand as the Mike linebacker, you're in, you're in control of that entire defense, but Phillips hasn't earned that. Right. Um, J I think is regressed today. He played well, but it just seems like every level of the defense has just been poor. Um, okay. That first touchdown to Gus Edwards, where, you know, some people were blaming Jacob Phillips, but it looks like John Johnson was the one to blame the, you know, the constant miscommunication on the, in this defense, you know, regardless of how well they play today, even though you know they do give up twenty three points and lose, at some point you know the change has to be made. And you've been calling for Joe Woods' his head for the last year. Um, you know this—the poor miscommunication and constant mistakes. I mean, at some point, it's got to come down on Joe Woods.
1: Yeah, I mean, hell, I did <clears throat> after the Chad Henney debacle in the playoffs. I said, "Get him out of here." I go, "No, we—you cannot, you cannot have this," and. Um, it just, it's so funny, man. I mean, kind of going back to like the green dot thing, John Johnson is on the field 100% of the time. He was the green dot for the Rams when they had the best defense in the league for what two, three years. And even, I mean, when he was there during his tenure. So why not just have him call the defense? Yeah. Like why? Why? Like Jacob Phillips, oh my goodness! At some point, and I didn't think it was going to be this early into this podcast, but none of Andrew Berry's picks have hit. Delpit is bad. Jacob Phillips is bad. Anthony Schwartz is a is a healthy scratch. Uh, all the defensive tackles, terrible. Jordan Elliott, uh, Togi Even though Togi actually made a pretty good play today. Like, uh, he, it was like, I, I can't remember. It was, it was after like a punt or something first down and boom, like he stopped it for no yards and then like literally the next play they ran for like another 50 or 10 yards or whatever, but like Togi, not good. Parian Winfrey, again, he's young, but
3: got that smart... dog in him.
1: Yeah. But like <laughs> the, the smart people who, who talk about it all the time about, uh, Cause I listen to, to Jake Burns a lot too. And he's just like, his pad level is just too high. Like he just doesn't get low enough.
2: That was togi issue last year too. Coming out. Of and
1: like, so, I mean, why are you, dra- why are you drafting guys? Why are you going with, I, I just, I just don't understand. Why are you going with guys that like literally can't give you what you need at that position based around what, like what ha- like what you have around them like you just need you just need big guys like you said earlier you need like a Danny Shelton and like a Danny Shelton isn't gonna cost you eight million dollars like no, he'll probably either, cost no. you a million and like is that gonna affect your rollover cap that much like an, an endowment can Sue would? So I understand that, but a Danny Shelton, like, come on, he's just trying to, you would probably try to get one more paycheck, but I mean, if you're Danny Shelton, why would you want to come back to Cleveland at this point? Yeah. Like why not just wait until later in the year and you get picked up by a good team and you know, you go win another Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know, going back to like the whole Joe Woods thing, I mean, that <laughs> it is what it is at this point, man. Like, I, like I've, I, I wasted so much energy trying to, you know, like point out the things that I had issues with that I had issues with his first year when you had Mike Glennon cook you in Jacksonville oh God. last year last year you had you you go into New England and you just get obliterated by the Patriots and then the same thing happens again last week it was like the carbon copy same thing and you know it is what it is but weirdly enough Every year, he has a good game plan again for Lamar Jackson. Like, he just stops him. I don't know. I don't understand it. M- maybe, like, the Browns, uh, they just get up for this game. I don't know. But defensively, they were all right today. Like, I really have no issues. You, you held Lamar Jackson to, to 23 points. Not like, you, you should be able to win that game. And if not for a number of – of issues like, and you could say the refs, but I, and I would agree with you on that if you were, were to say that, but I think a, a major turning point in this game was, was it first and 10 or second and 10 After no, it was first and 10 and it was right before the, the end of the first half you hand the ball off, you get, or oh, no, no, no. I think it was Jacoby like scrambles and gets sacked for like a loss of a half a yard, and then you you go backwards. He gets sacked and then he fumbles, and you're out of field goal position. Like that's three points right there, and it's the same thing that happened in the Chargers game. Like you just you just need like five more yards to make a a, a field goal attempt, you know, like a legitimate field goal attempt, like 51, 52 yards, and you can't even do that. But it's it's just so frustrating. like yeah. this year's, this year's the most frustrating because there's talent on this team. There's always been talent on this team. But yeah, it, um, you're, you're just they're just now playing up to that standard. And whether it's the coaching, the, the people for calling for Kevin Stefanski's head, I just don't understand. He's playing he's, he's been playing with a backup quarterback basically for two years, man, or two, three years now. Like he's well, doing as good as he can.
2: Well, we'll get to that. But like 254 net yards is what the defense allowed today. 160 on the ground, 94 passing after the sacks take the passing yards away. Like you couldn't ask for more from that defense. Nope. Nope. They gave up 23 points, which is about, I think like the league average now. Cause like Baltimore's 21st in scoring defense, but they were only giving up 23 a game coming in. Like you give up 23 to Baltimore. Like, Lamar Jackson, only, like, 94 passing yards. Um, Mark Andrews, who has torched Browns since he came, Nothing zero yards. Again. He had one carry for four yards, I think, was his uh, his little, like, reverse play or whatever. Like, the leading rusher was had 66 yards. Like, they limited Lamar to, like, 60 yards rushing. I mean, it's just crazy. They lost this game. And that's where we'll go to the offense – and even then, I don't think the offense played that bad. Like, they left points out on the field. But yeah. Jacoby Brissett didn't play terrible.
3: And if I hear about
2: Josh Dobbs one more freaking time, <laughs> i lose
1: my
3: mind. Yeah, I, I'm not on board with that. What about it's Josh
0: Rosen? That. Keep your eye out
3: on him. Hey, <laughs> Keep your eye out hey, on hey, him.
1: Josh Jobs would have scrambled for that first down after he spun out of that sack. Uh, Probably. On that, what, third and 12 after the... Quote unquote offensive pass interference. Kelly in Mond would have
0: got, he would have run for that first. <laughs> no. I mean, but I mean,
1: like, could Josh Dobbs come
2: in and give you a couple plays that could like spark the offense a little sure. bit? Yeah. But like, there's a reason why he was a fifth round pick. There is a reason why he never saw the field in Pittsburgh except for gadget plays. Like, he is lit up the preseason. And I told my buddy this earlier who texted me and said, why don't we just see Dobbs and see what he's got? I said, how many quarterbacks have the Browns had that lit up the preseason and then got thrown out there and didn't do jack squat? There's I think, at least I think,
1: ten. I think most of them are coaches right now.
2: Yeah, pretty
1: much. And like we're fl- I,
0: I, I mean,
2: Scott is things really smart. Yeah. Like here, here's the thing with Jacoby percent, and I'll, I'll just go on this right now. He's a backup quarterback for a reason. Yep. He's not very good mobile wise although he made some he's made some incredible plays with his legs that you know have left me jaw dropping sometimes. He doesn't have the greatest arm strength although that that pass to Cooper today was a beauty. Like he's limited at what he can do. Stefanski's getting the most out of him. Like yes, there were sacks per shouldn't have taken today. But like he does enough to put the Browns in a pe- position to win. It's just sometimes the play calling can be awful, but like this is a game. The Browns could have won just things happened, but like if I'm putting the laws on anything today, I'm putting the laws on the offense as good yeah. as they did. They just didn't do enough and they left points out on the field. So yeah. whoever wants to speak, go ahead and then
0: we'll just, yeah, I mean like it happens like the baltimore always seems to scheme against us fairly well so i think 20 points was actually very reasonable um it was more so could you hold off the ravens enough yeah. again it, you know they had chances to win they were in position to tie it i mean that's all i can literally ask of the offense i mean you could argue maybe they should have gotten that touchdown and won the game but you know, offensive pass interference, I guess, Uh, you know, who knows? Some people say it wasn't, some people say it is, but you know, it just is what it is with this team. Stefanski gets the most out of this offense though. I know he doesn't run Chubb as much as he should, but the idea behind it is he's keeping him fresh for the fourth quarter when the defense is tired. So if you want to run him 40 times a game, go right ahead, he ain't gonna last you another two years. What he's doing is he's playing chess because he can yeah. with Kareem Hunt it's and Ernest Johnson. And people just don't understand the chess playing of this, of I'm keeping Nick Chubb fresh because in that fourth quarter. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in.
1: Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms
0: apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. They couldn't stop him because his legs were fresh. Their defense was burnt out. And now it's... We're running down the field. You aren't going to stop him. And I will say this, if they call that fourth and sixth encroachment, whatever you want to call offsides, they go for it because it's fourth and one, they get it. And I have all the belief in the world. They would have just run right down the field and won the game. They would just marched right down and won it.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, that's momentum at that point too. Yeah. So yes. Is it the offense's fault? Yes. They didn't score enough points to win the game and the Mm. defense gave you a shot. Sure. We'll blame it. Am I really going to sit here and yell at Stefanski? No, not Mm. really. And again, we'll get to the Stefanski stuff because Jack, you know, as well as anyone with the pod, I, I am, I am anti against this. And all I kept saying to the people at this event was, Okay, ask, answer me this one question. If Deshaun Watson's on that field, do you get one more touchdown in each game? Probably.
3: Probably. Like, how many like of those literally games? about 95% of the time. Yeah. So, how many of those games do you win? Probably almost all of them, besides the pass game.
2: We win the Chargers game. Yeah. We win the Jets game. Jets
3: game. Yeah. The Jets game was the Falcons game. The Jets game game, was a freak thing, but
2: yeah.
0: The Falcons, so it's three more, two more wins, three more wins? Two, three minutes. Again, Stefanski's done everything he can with a guy who's a journeyman backup quarterback who's never played as well as he's played right now in his career.
3: And he didn't play bad today, too. Like He really didn't play a bad game.
0: That's a reflection on the coach and the scheme working. And if you want to rip it all away, go right ahead. Because... At that point, you're just asking for what's coming afterwards. Yeah. You have something that does work, and you've got the quarterback coming. Matt Miller said it. The Browns are Deshaun Watson away from being a really scary offensive team and a playoff team. He is not wrong. No. As long as you don't fire Stefanski. Yeah. The offense didn't score enough points. It happens. That's that's my take on it.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean I yeah, think some of the coach. I think some
1: of the issues with Stefanski, though because he's not perfect at all. No but coach is perfect. Just, but yeah, right, right, right. And but I think some like the challenge that was it the changed dumbest the entire challenge. momentum of that, that game was, too. That was the dumbest challenge I because you it's already fourth and ten at that yeah. point.
2: You, you get you, the ball he punted
1: the ball. The punt wasn't even that great. And then you lose you lose a timeout. And then the punt was even better the second time, which is, I mean, that just never happens, but he fucking, he just,
0: Boots it. it was a, it was a fucking yards.
1: boot, 70 <laughs> yards. Stop, and then no next job. thing you know, it's, it's, it's inside the 10 yeah. when it would have been like, you know, around the 20 and you know, there, Goodness. there are issues like, you know, sometimes sometimes like, I think you could say sometimes the offense kind of gets um, stagnant stagnant but like if that first down pass doesn't work and you're playing behind the line like behind the chains that much it's like he has to call a perfect game every single time like i i it's just it's frustrating it's just but again it's because we
3: have a backup because you have a
1: backup quarterback exactly so we
3: it's very unfair to like fully say hey we're out on awesome see. That's the only reason why I think he, that he cannot get fired. If you fire him, I mean, God, I don't even know. I feel like
0: there will be a team that will sprint to get him to be the head coach. Yeah. You they fire will hire him. Somebody is going to hire him. Mm-hmm. Give him the luxury of being in a place where the owner isn't just going to fire you. And yes, I'm looking at Jimmy because you know me.
3: (laughs) I hate Jimmy has a
0: passion. Jack knows I'm full blown conspiracy theorist. But you want to what I I feel like at this point I have reason to be, you know, he's scorned me enough times that you want to what the trust is burned, but somebody else is going to get Kevin Stefanski, I've been telling my buddy who's a lions fan. I said, if you want to move on from Dan Campbell, Go get Kevin Stefanski, because he will transform your running game into the best running game oh, in the NFL. God. You're going to get Bryce Young or one of these quarterbacks, and Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be open literally every single play, and you're going to have the best offense in the league.
2: Alex, like, Detroit, not- Detroit won't hire Stefanski. Dorsey didn't want him here. <laughs> That's true. true.
0: Well, if they fire <laughs> Campbell, that means they might fire the entire front office.
2: This is true. I'm
0: just That's saying. True. But that's what I was telling one of my friends. I'm like, you go hire him. He is look, does he overthink it? Sure. We all yeah. freaking overthink things.
2: He didn't win coach of the year on a fluke. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. Like he's a oh. damn good play caller. Yes. His his loyalty. Which I was just gonna say that which I've compared it to Francona because Alex, you know, Francona can be very loyal to some people for too long. Uh Ty Van, was, Burkleo. Ty Van <laughs> Berkleo. Ty Van Berklee, perfect example. Like yes. his loyalty could come into a question. The way he can okay. I can say like when he runs the ball and when he passes the ball, that can be question marked as two. Yeah. But I feel like Van Pelt does have a say in that because he is the offensive cord player or offensive coordinator. He does help with the um the game planning and everything and the scripting. But is a good coach. Now, like is he a good leader yes that can be questioned um we'll get to some of the stuff that happened post game but like he didn't win coach of the year on a fluke he's a good coach and if he did get fired he would probably be the first coach since 99 to get a second chance elsewhere that's not on an interim basis i know Shermer got another shot in new york but that was just the giants being the giants
3: yeah teams would scramble for him for sure like i alex i totally agree on that if you let him go (sighs) He will be the first coach picked up, besides Sean Payton or whoever the hell is on here. But
1: well, the Sean Payton uh, thing—you have you have to trade for him.
3: Yeah, that's, that's true. That's hey, another part too. He's
1: not. Nobody understands it. He's not
3: yeah. picking up
2: his family and moving to Cleveland, Ohio. Oh
3: no, uh,
1: hell no!
2: He's waiting for the Cowboys' job, or if another like marquee job comes comes calling and this opens up for him. Like, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Um. But like getting back to the percent thing, we can blame him all he wants. Like he had a good game today. He turned the ball over once, but like the offensive line, they didn't have their best game today. Like Jedrick Wills did not have a good game. It was his first bad game in like a month. He has been playing well despite what some people, uh, in the media and fans, saying that he was a bust. Like he's not, he was an average offensive tackle, but he's not terrible at the same time. Like. I think people expected him to be the next Joe Thomas. He's not Joe Thomas. No. It's hard to be I'm a Hall Joe of Thomas. Famer. Yeah. Right. Like,
3: Joe Thomas is Joe Thomas for a reason.
2: Right. He's one of one. Like, Jed's been decent. He's had his ups, he's had his downs. Like, he's going to be average. Are the Browns going to extend him? Probably not. But, like, Wyatt Teller was missed today. Like, Froholt's, yeah. Froholt's
3: been decent.
2: Poachers like, didn't play
3: well today either.
2: Yeah. Poachers had a bad game. Like, the interior of the line got there. got mauled by yeah. the. Ravens defensive front. Like, I'm not putting this all on Jacoby Brissett. No. Um, I just like the offense, they love points on the board, but it was just things happen, like mistakes happen, like little tiny errors. And it just you can live with those. Crap. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You can live with those.
2: Like, am I doom and gloom about the offense hit Hell no. We no. had three receivers get at least 70 yards. Hopefully, joku's ankle injury isn't bad, although he left on crutches in a walking mm. boot. So he's probably out at least through next week. But Cooper, great game. Peoples-Jones, great game. Like, can't say too much more about the offense, except Kareem Hunt looks like he's lost a step. I don't know if he's checked out, but I'm outside cool of the – yeah, He's I'm, Abby checked out. If he if there's a trade partner for him and we can get something decent for him, I would have no problem moving him
3: before the deadline.
0: Buffalo, second round pick. Let's do (laughs) this. Dude, I'm
3: you know what I'm all for adding some more picks because that you know, after the Watson trade, we we definitely need something to try to either help trade up or whatever you want to do. From
0: the right team, you can get a second round pick because they're gonna bet it's gonna be a late second. Yeah. And that's the way you justified saying if someone signs him, we're getting a third. So you have to give us a two yeah. and it may not even have to be this year. You can say, okay, next year, you know, aren't, they,
1: aren't they getting a their comp pick this year for, uh, uh, uh what's his
0: name? yeah, I think we yeah. get that as well, but, but, it and, then if, pick. and
2: then if Glenn cook gets hired, which has been the rumor or, um, Rache, the, the woman we hired from the Eagles, oh, yeah, she yeah, gets yeah. a cause she could be another potential GM so they'll get picks um I Kareem Hunt's available in my eyes um Jack Conklin because he's an expiring deal if someone wants him he's available in my eyes uh Ernest Johnson obviously if a team wants a running back because we have Kelly on the practice squad Jerome Ford if he comes yeah, back Ford, from injury yeah. um
1: yeah but at that point that- just just trade Kareem and then have Ernest Johnson take the Exactly. Right.
0: If, if Johnson, if you can work out a deal with them while giving him an expanded role, and yeah. that way you have a three-headed monster going forward. Yeah, I
1: because mean, do you do you really see um because what Jerome Fullard's hurt, right? And yeah.
2: but he can come back, I think, as early as this week. I don't know the severity of the injury, I know it's just the ankle thing. But yeah, he comes back, you trade Hunt or Johnson, he he gets carries. We have Kelly on the practice squad. But yeah, Hunt and Conklin are available in my eyes. Everybody else, I mean, I don't see anybody. Especially else.
3: how James Hudson looked in those yeah. first few weeks. I I feel like you got to be somewhat comfortable in being like, hey, if that does happen, if there is a right team that says, hey, you know, you know, like give us a third round pick or you know, even a fourth or fifth round. Elijah pick, Moore, take it. Yeah, you, you take it because why not build up on that? You have something going with James Howell Hudson, so you, you might as well just see what he's got. At least that the four. At hey, least
0: wait, the fourth. Is it, wait, K, is that a San Andrew Barry pick that might work out? James Hudson. Could.
1: Uh yeah. yeah, I would I would say I mean,
0: not so all of them, K. So, <laughs> so, so, of so
1: that's two. That's DPJ and Hudson. Woohoo!
3: We're, we're out of
0: okay. We're,
3: let's was he going. the one that got Bryant too, or or yeah, yeah. Got, or I yeah, I,
1: but I mean, Bryant has. I mean, he's just a backup tight end. Yeah, nothing yeah, wrong with that.
0: You always yeah. need someone like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, he's gonna get more touches now if Najoku's out an extended period of time.
0: Yeah,
3: that's making it just sucks points. because he's not as good in the run game as Chief is. Obviously, he because he's starting to become one of the better ones that you know in the league entirely. But he's still good in the passing game, and I think he's pretty consistent for what he puts in. So I'm fine with Brian. Yeah,
2: I mean, I him and Najoku's been off to a great start, like Pro Bowl worthy for sure. But like. Yes bryant um pharaoh brown who's gotten some good looks the first couple of weeks he got hurt today too. He, he, yeah he got banged yeah he's got a concussion too. so he's probably wow. so their browns are probably yeah. looking for a tight end this he's week. a
3: big dude by the way i did not realize how big pharaoh brown is he looks gigantic yeah. i don't know i don't know why he looks so different but he looks like he grew two or three inches
2: yeah it's pretty ridiculous um <laughs> So, you know, as much slander as we've given Joe Woods, uh, we can't let Mike Prefer get off the hook. Like well, he's got to go. That's spe- go. that special teams today. First mm-hmm. of all, like I get why Donovan Peoples Jones is returning punts because Demetric Felton is untrustworthy, but like, why are you running back ten yards to catch the ball and then trying to return it
3: just like, to give up? Like just to first, give up on the run. First
2: of all, I won't like totally criticize DPJ because the um him knocking the player back to make it sure it was a touchback yes. was an unbelievable play. Finally, he
3: makes a good play on the special teams for that too.
2: But who is coaching <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones to do something like that on a punt return? Just let the ball bounce and wherever it mm-hmm. lies, like we just take it and go from there like. Right. That was terrible. Uh the coverage on the one punt return by DeVernay absolutely awful mm-hmm. like i know that, the ravens but have been that great. was
1: but that was set up with the challenge like that was all like the i'm same. telling you
3: that challenge changed the entire momentum of the game for some reason
1: yeah it I really
3: did because that yeah. next offensive series was awful that was they, the one where we were two, in our own end Yeah,
1: because it because it was two it was two draw plays and fun. they both they lost work. like yeah. like seven yards each i and had somebody
2: I had somebody ask me during the game, uh, why are we why are we not throwing on third down? I'm like, uh, ask Q Jackson why we don't f- throw out of the back of <laughs> the end zone.
1: Uh flea flicker, good shot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ask Dan Orlovsky and Jimmy Garoppolo why we don't run throw I mean, out of the end we zone. We should
0: have run the flea flicker. No. <laughs> ask so- Jeff Garcia why we throw the ball on the one-yard line.
2: We don't have Andre Davis on this. Oh on yeah, that's right.
0: Speaking, oh, yeah, that's right. speaking a- of Anthony Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz was healthy scratch.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of what was it, Andre Davis? The fact no, he was that the he, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. The fact yeah. that Jones is number fifty-four. Uh, I had I had some flashbacks as a kid watching uh, Davis well, play linebacker.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, somebody, what was it originally? It was originally reported he was going to wear forty-five, but yeah. like. It was early right? right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Donovan like,
1: Mitchell
2: said, no, yeah, Donovan Mitchell said no, <laughs> I'm the only forty five in this town, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think we're all in agreement, like prefer just like needs to go, like Bjorquez is doing a great job punting. He averaged fifty almost fifty eight yards a punt today, yeah. uh, like York, obviously, he's been good. um, Hewlett had a couple slip ups today. I know they called uh, <sighs> I'll start on done, but hewlett <laughs> hewlett like. I think he turned his head. So I think he initiated that. He
3: All he did was put his his head forward, which every snapper does. So I don't know why that one was so much data different.
2: Yeah. just And then he fumbled the – he almost fucked up the hold on Bjorkquez. Luckily, Bjorkquez put it together because, like, that was his knock in Green Bay was that he wasn't a good holder. So, yeah, I mean, prefer, like, at the bye week because I feel like nothing's going to change this week, barring – you know, Haslam doing something Haslamy. Um, I would make the change next week and just give, I don't know who you're going to replace Prefer with, but just find somebody.
0: Chris Tabor, bring him home. <laughs> he's with um Carolina. Chicago.
2: No, Carolina. Carolina. Oh. Yeah, he's Carolina now. He oh, went he
0: might be available this offseason. The
1: reunion. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: that's true. That's a good point. Can we get cribs? <laughs> cribs, well, and, cribs he, and phil could be interesting no.
1: well remember he was uh <laughs> he was cribs an intern was intern yeah. uh yeah. the pre-first first year under freddie so
0: you he probably won't come back come on josh come on. <laughs> i just
1: what? i just don't understand how like like coverage can be is so bad i don't understand how I mean, every onside kick is, like, the most difficult onside kick. Like, just recovering the ball is, like, the most difficult play I've ever seen them make. And, like, they're t- it, special teams used to be a lock for for Cleveland. We sucked everywhere else, but so special teams, we were always right. really good at.
3: Right, because we had to be good at something,
1: right? It, exactly.
3: I mean, at the time, we, we had to be good at something.
1: But, I mean, even the first year, what was it against Dallas? And th- there was, like, a – I want to say it was against Dallas but they like attempted an onside kick and I mean just for something that's only supposed to go right an onside kick what like 20 it's less than 20% of the time man the browns make it so difficult and that's got to be on yeah that's got to be on your special teams coach the it's coverage a lack of preparation is, or yeah, something the, the the coverage is awful and it's weird because this guy is i mean he's been a special teams coach for years, literally years in the NFL. And he, I just I just don't understand. But maybe, I mean, maybe it just happens where, you know, one year you have it and then, you know, the next year, you know, the games kind of, you know, flew by you a little bit, I guess. But I, I just don't understand, like, what the issue is with special teams with them. Week in Andrew, and week out, year, is, year, year in and year out.
2: Is Barry partially to blame for that because of how he turns the bottom of the roster like I feel like that happens across the league but when you're bringing new guys in every week potentially to like and they have to play special teams like
0: I think yeah that's probably the case where you know you're top heavy in terms of your talent and the bomb half you're kind of like grasping at straws trying to just find out yeah Yeah. so yeah I think the philosophy is like we'll figure it out as we go along, which that can work. But I also think that's a failure on the scouting department to actually identify guys who fit that mold in terms of being a special teamer. Not everyone is meant to play special teams. Not everyone can be a gunner. Not every guy can be a long snapper. Not every guy can do these things. Just because they have the physical capabilities to be a return man doesn't mean they're a return guy. Like, Jabril Peppers, on paper, should have been one of the better returners in the league. He did in high school. He was good at Michigan up until senior year. And he completely bombed in the NFL. He was terrible. So just because it works... At certain levels you've got to be able to project and i think that's where this analytics stuff sometimes loses you know me a little bit i think andrew barry does look at the tape to my newborn
1: baby boy the
0: day you arrived
1: was one of the happiest days of my life
0: right up there with the day i bought my rv from that guy on the internet and insured it with progressive <laughs> what a deal just know son i'll always be here for you And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere, in my RV.
2: Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Wireless headphones. That'll
0: be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet?
2: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
0: But I don't think he relies as heavily on the tape as he should. So that hurts the bottom half of your roster because it's kind of like in baseball, you know, You can find out that a pitcher has a 3000 RPM pitch, but what you're not going to be able to figure out is can he locate it just because he's got that 3000 RPMs doesn't mean the ball's going to go over the plate or his arm's not going to fall off because he's putting so much torque on it.
1: I I mean, that's talk baseball, but I think we saw that with Logan Allen this year. You know, yeah, he, he was a guy that he had all this stuff and just, well, you one,
0: know. I don't mean make this a baseball thing, but like the one guy I always looked at because you see it on the tape, Mike Clevenger was always going to have a short career because of his delivery. You watch the tape. The pitching movement is so violent. He's going to hurt his body over time, which has happened. And he's lost something on himself just because he throws a 95 mile per hour fastball doesn't mean he's going to be able to do it for 10 years and that's something and that's something where analytics can't show you that you got to be able to find it on the tape like again anthony schwartz he can run 100 miles an hour but the tape shows you he knows how to do it in one direction a straight line
1: and he he doesn't have the speed to get open in the NFL. No, exactly. When you look at somebody like contact too.
3: When you look at somebody exactly. like
1: David Bell or Jarvis Landry, who are who are not fast players, but are fast on the football field. And Same thing question, with PPJ, you know, too.
0: And the question becomes: Can Andrew Berry adapt? Yeah, is he adapting? I think a little bit here and there. Are we there yet? No. But again, with the Andrew Barry, I know people are starting to say this. You can't just keep changing philosophies every two to three years because your entire makeup of the roster will change because the guy who comes in did not draft any of these guys. And with the Watson contract, you are married to Andrew Barry for better or for worse. You have to see this one through as far as you can take it into that contract. And if it doesn't work, fine. It didn't work. But at least for Jimmy Haslam's sake, you've built goodwill by seeing through a process. So the next guy who comes in will say, you want to know what you saw through a process? I trust you a little bit more. You do have some pieces and you've got draft picks. I'll fix your team for you. But with no draft picks, no nothing, a locked up contract like Watson. At this point, you gotta hope that Andrew Barry learns from his mistakes, and he's a smart guy. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will.
1: Well, this yeah. will go for this will go to my question, and this is for everyone. Um, the lack of development is that on Andrew Barry, and picking the players that just aren't that good, the delpits, the Jacob Phillips, you know, the defensive tackles, the Anthony Schwartz, or is it on the coaching staff and mainly on the defense cuz most of those guys staff are on
3: okay. the defensive
1: I mean, side of the ball staff. I think, I think no it's staff.
2: I'm actually going to say it's on both and I wouldn't put it squarely on Barry too I would I would put it on the personnel guys too like the scouts and everybody the guys that you know go out and do the work are they are we sure they're getting all the info they need on certain players Grant Delpit, um Perry on Winfrey like we're hearing stuff like after the draft, we heard, well, Winfrey didn't interview well. So there's clearly got to be an attitude or character situation there. Like, are they doing the homework on these guys? We had this situation 10, like over almost 10 years ago with the Justin Gobert pick. Yep. Nobody went to his pro day. Nobody did the background work on him. Patton just wanted a corner and said, go draft him. Like I blame, I think it's, the blame goes all around when it comes to yep. player development the front office for not doing all their work on these guys and the coaching staff for not getting these guys ready. I think there's equal share to go around for everything on that situation. You're I think not so
1: wrong. It's like you could look at the Delpitz and the Jacob Phillips who just, we thought we're going to be solid players, just solid players, just NFL starters who that we, well, real quick. That we thought we're going to develop into, you know, like I said, solid, good players. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: They also came from a school and I think Phillips was for sure involved in the scandal in LSU. So I think that, was too. that tells you right there, the front office isn't, isn't doing all their work because they're, you know, is everybody going to be a choir boy? No, but at the same time, do your background work on these guys before you make the, the draft selection, but go ahead, Kay. Finish no.
1: And, but, but then there's like, you have, you know, John Johnson playing out of position, For two years, yeah, you're just not playing to his strength, and then, you know, like the stubbornness of Andrew Berry not getting rid of any of his draft picks. Like Richard LeCount was the first guy he cut from any draft class. Like I just, I'm I'm not calling for Andrew Berry's head. I'm I'm not. I know you're not. We gotta have we gotta like we have to have these types of discussions. Because you're married to Deshaun Watson and you have a giant contract in his, uh, with him, mm. Miles Garrett's gonna, you know, his cap number is it's gonna take uh, into effect. Same thing with Injoku and Denzel Ward. So, so how you're gonna build your roster is on these, you know, second, third, fourth round picks, fifth round picks, and just his track record with those picks aren't really that good. Jok, yes, he's hit on that. Martin uh, Emerson's Newsom, been good. I was, Martin I was Emerson's been. He's be Martin fun. Emerson's been really good. Uh, I think Alex Wright could be could could uh develop into sure. a, a yeah. rotational pass rusher. Yeah. But we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, uh in, in our group chat. You know, why, why just go after Jadavian when you could have a pairing of two for the same price?
2: Uh, Jack duffin has been saying this for months. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> like it's stuff like that where it's just like, hey. Sometimes when, when you're so top heavy, heavy quantity is like, you need quantity instead of like the quality. Cause Clowney's a good player when he's on the field. He's a great player when he's on the field. Nobody's but he hasn't been on
2: the field much this but year. But he hasn't
1: been on the field this last year. Last
2: year was a total anom- anomaly yeah. with him. That's
1: the other thing too. It really, he was, it was such an anomaly last year.
3: And so, two, when he's not on the field, it, it doesn't really help our defense at all. Like our defense lacks a lot, especially if you're only missing just one, if you miss both him and Garrett, I mean, good night. You're never going to get a pass rush from any of those front four that we have behind them. Nope. And uh, well, that's that, the, that's the downside. And
2: that was the other thing we didn't bring up when talking about the defense. I think Clowney only played 23 snaps. Now I know they're being cautious with him because of the ankle mm. injury, but That right there is a big reason why the run defense was exposed today. Like Clowney matters so much to that run defense because miles can do it to a degree, but Clowney's more consistent in stopping the run.
0: No, that's true. And I would, I would add, you know, a lot of the players at least being a draft guy that Barry has picked other than maybe two or three. I was never big on Togi. That was a guy I just never liked. He was
2: a Buckeye.
1: So that's all that matters. Yeah. Of course we we take a terrible, and he bench pressed a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I never really saw what they saw, but most of the, and even Phillips because Phillips was one I really scratched my head on, but I was like, okay, an athletic linebacker, let's see what we can do. Most of these guys were picked where they should have been or, ahead of worth or behind like a value pick very few have been drafted like Phillips or Togia have been reaches. So I want to say, you know, yes, they're not getting all their information. That's true. They are getting some value guys. I will say, I think it's a mix of things. Is it, they're not getting the information? Yes. Is it the fact that they are Drafting guys that don't fit Joe Woods scheme. I believe that too. I believe one of the other problems with Joe Woods is defenses. He does not have the proper pieces to run what he wants to run. And I don't think it's doable. I think Andrew Berry has one defensive philosophy. Joe Woods has another. That's a big reason why I think Joe Woods is going to be gone this year. Yeah. because Andrew Barry wants to run the defense his way. He's built it his way. And he knows of a guy probably that will run it his way. So it wouldn't shock me if he does. That. I think he wants to run more of a Patriots system, which would mean Brian Flores, which yeah. I don't like that pairing because that would mean he'd gun for Stefanski's job, but he makes so much sense or even a Mike Zimmer. I mean, that those would be the two I'm looking at, but I think there's a mix of that. And I also don't think the coaching staff is really at the same level as you see on the offensive side nope. in terms of coaching and a track record of coaching. Bill Callahan has a track record. Um, the running backs coach forgot his name. Yeah, Stump, 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 Mitchell. Stump. Stump, it, it, he is one of the best running back coaches in the league. Yeah. You, your wide receivers coach has coached multiple good wide receivers around the league that offensive side has great coaches who know how to teach on the defensive side. You have nobodies,
2: but they're all like, they've all been around for three years. That's what's the thing that doesn't make any sense. And I think Chris Kiffin bloodlines are there. mm Tarver has been a D coordinator in college and the pros, Jeff Howard. He's been mentioned as a potential coordinator or head coach the last couple of years when they released a list of potential assistants, like, Something's amiss on that defensive side. It's obvious, but
0: those experience think they're there. Teachers. I don't. No, think I don't they're think they're teachers. teachers.
2: I think they... Joe. This is the other thing. Joe Woods had to put that staff together because he didn't get to be the Browns' defensive coordinator until after the Super Bowl, so yep. he had to make shift the staff together of guys he and, knew.
0: And that's where I think the Browns are going to be this year, because again, Andrew Berry is not. He's anti Jimmy Haslam attitude. I'm going to give you chances to see if this works. But if it doesn't, I'm going to start making changes. I'll give you your chance because the owner trusts me and he's not going to fire me. And by the way, he just signed a long-term extension. So those guys probably aren't going anywhere. But I guarantee you, they're going to put the feet the, the feet of Kevin Stefanski to the fire saying, if you want to be the head coach, you got to do these things. And Stefanski's not dumb. He wants to coach Watson. He's yes. probably like, You want to what?
3: He's probably licking his chops at that. Yep. At that moment. And I guarantee
0: you, when they say that, loyalty means absolutely nothing to him anymore. He's gonna say, Joe Woods, get the hell out of here. Mike Prefer, I love you, man. If there's here anything I can do for you, man, you are my friend, but get the hell out of here. Oh. I'm going to get guys that are going to help me win right now. And I think a Mike Zimmer makes a ton of sense being a former head coach. Mm-hmm. If he's willing to do it, who knows Stefanski. And yes, it's a loyalty thing. And people are going to be like, oh no.
1: Yeah. But Zimmer was a good defensive coordinator. Bingo. In Cincinnati. Those In Cincinnati, Cincinnati defenses were, were nasty. Like yeah. he, he, he has a track record. He was a good head coach. See, that's, see, that's one that, that makes a ton of sense. Um How. It was like Joe Woods, but a lot of people wanted fucking Wade Phillips. They're like, hey, this guy, ex-head coach, you you did it on the offensive side of the ball with Callahan. Why not do it on the defensive side? Just bring him in for a year. Yeah. And just have him be like a senior assistant just to you bring know. Bring him in coach as a up, consultant or something. Yeah, yeah. coach yeah. up the coaching staff. But and that's like, what I you, think. Something like, like that's that. going
0: to be the most likely scenario. Yeah. With the defense. And it's going to help. You're going to see it. You're going to. I think Miles Garrett is going to love being coached up by Mike Zimmer. Who knows what he's doing? Has coached with some of the best pass rushers the league has seen, and you're going to see a different attitude on this team a year from now, rather than this whole Joe Woods, you know, celebrating we got the football back. And as I put it at the party, he's celebrating because like I saved my job for another. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's, that's literally
1: right? what I thought yeah. too. I was and like, oh, like, he he, he just. That-
0: if that's your mo right now, you need to go. Yeah, y- you need to act like you've been there. And if you're celebrating that, no, you're not the guy. Right.
3: You're not especially especially when you're going up against a team this coming week that just lit up a Falcon team that you had trouble defending as well. I mean, Joe Burrow went off, especially for me on fantasy. Mm. And that's for sure. Yeah. And um, that's you know, and I know we've had great you know, you know, experience with the bang, you know, the big angles we've seen to kind of own them. I don't think that's going to happen on Monday night. No, it's going to be, dude, this is going to be a very tough game to watch. Now, if they, if they keep it close and do that front rounds thing where they suck in and go, <laughs> you can't give up yet. They're going to probably do that, but well, they
0: always do that.
3: And it's, and it's right though. It, it sucks that that is, that's what's keeping Joe Woods here. Still. It's that is that whole, Oh, I stayed my job for one more week. As I've said before in the group chat, I really don't believe these players believe in him. And I think that's why you need to make the change alone, just to save face. You know, I know we don't really have a guy that can totally replace him, Jack. I know you've brought that up quite a few times. Again, I think it's just a matter of a new face. And even even if you're running the same exact system, but you're calling different plays or starting to talk to your players, kind of like how Freddie did when he got thrown in. He was asking, hey, what worked, what doesn't? And somehow it worked that year. You know, I think that's what could happen with this team. If it does, I don't know. But I think that's just what needs to happen. If it happens at bye week, that's fine. If they take it to the end of the year, I don't want that to happen, but I, I can see them doing that.
0: I think it's after the bye week. It's during the It's got to be. It's got to be gotta after be. This.
2: If they lose again tomorrow next- – Next, month, I almost said tomorrow. I'd probably rather than play. <laughs> they they go do a
0: five-game losing streak. Something has yes. to. happen. Yes. If it won't, if oh, it doesn't happen oh. by the end of tomorrow.
2: Oh, if they lose tomorrow, yeah. or God, <laughs> I wish the game was already tomorrow, lost, today. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <we're> lost today. Already lost today. If they lose Monday night football against Cincinnati, it's not if Jimmy will do something himself. Oh, if, yeah. if Stefanski won't, I'm guaranteeing that right now, especially on national TV, Haslam's not going to let that go. Um, before because we've been hint mentioning it at the end of the game, the media all said we could hear uh screaming from the locker room. And that probably means there was a fight about to happen or it was, it was happening. But Kevin Stefanski gave his typical answer. He's not going to reveal anything. He goes, that's normal football stuff. If that's normal football stuff, how are we not hearing this every week? Every loss like, Oh, there's, there's screaming in the locker room. Cause like the media is right out there because I think the, the press conference room not that far away you know, home or away stadiums. But uh, I, I posted the gif of the wheels coming off a car and it it just seems like we are headed that way. If there's fighting in the locker
3: room, something and, has to change and
2: come and going back to last week with Batonio and Johnson saying what they said, like, it just seems like the wheels are coming off on this and it's sad. Cause it just means like stuff's definitely going to happen, but you know it's sad we get to this point. Like we had kind of hope this season, even though Brissett was starting the first eleven games, that this would be a decent team. But we're at two and five, and like I said, the wheels are
0: starting to come off. This we're franchise. literally again the Houston Texans, the top five pick. Yeah. I think
1: the funniest thing though is like they're they're like getting after this game. They actually play well. Yeah, like, that's it. Uh, they, Like you, you want to scream and yell last week when you get your shit kicked in against the Patriots or against the Chargers where you just, you know, that you just let them run up the middle of the entire game. This game, like you actually played well, you oh. actually played well. And now you're going to throw a hissy fit. Like, Oh my, this team is so infuriating. These players are so infuriating. Uh, honestly, they're just a soft team. Yeah. They're just a soft they're
3: team. Really they're, immature, are, they're, soft. they're immature, zero, yes. zero leadership. Yep. even even for Verona the guys that are quote unquote leaders you know you you have to you know seek out guys like Batonio who have been here for years he's seen the worst of the worst teams same with Garrett Garrett was here for the Owen 16 year i believe mm-hmm. you know you know what that what that's like and you know what it takes to not be there you have to be a leader but in the right way and i don't think these guys necessarily know how to lead and John the guys what to leave does not it's a, losing, yes. it's a losing it's
0: it's a losing mentality that i hate to say starts from the absolute top. top. Oh, yes. it does. And, yes. and, I, and again, i yes, i'm going to say the Haslams again. This is what the Haslam family has bred in their regime yeah. for 10 years now. You don't have LeBron James saving you like Dan Gilbert. Did. <laughs> right. You don't have that.
2: Don't worry, Michael Jordan's you. coming.
0: <laughs> oh oh cool uh but, <laughs> i i take that personally no i uh, don't it, it, anywho it, the the Haslam family has been just they've been they've had this loser mentality this whole time where they don't give a darn what the fans think clearly no. i mean this is the same ownership that tried to alienate the alumni when they got here <sighs> through alex shiner Alex Shiner almost disbanded the entire Browns Alumni Association, infuriating Kevin Mack. And Kevin Mack, God God love him, saved that and helped create the ring of honor because... Wireless headphones. That'll be $200.
1: I'll use my Capital
0: One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited one point five percent cash back on every purchase everywhere.
3: I wanted running music, but unlimited
0: one point five percent cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet?
2: Terms apply. See capitalone.com for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number
3: ninety-seven. Or.
2: House cleaning, or
3: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void
0: prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions website for details. The truth is, they were so pissed at the Haslums. The Haslums threw them a bone. I mean, for lack of better terms, just for that. But the Haslam's have been horrible owners. They have been complainers. They have done nothing for the fans. I mean, they did what? One year of Browns Fan Fest with when they drafted Johnny because they knew they'd get money from you for Johnny. This is why I'm not giving them a dime of my money. This is why I just watch the games for pure comedy's sake, and I don't trust the Haslam's. I want them to sell. Because they are toxic. Not because I believe they're Steeler fans. It's not even that. It is because they do not care about the fans of Cleveland. And they do not represent us the way we should be treated. And in that sense, you are treating us like we're losers. And that mentality seeps from the top all the way down to the 53rd man on the roster. And I pray to God, Deshaun Watson, and this is my only saving grace of this whole thing. Deshaun Watson comes back. He finds his play again. And this dude plays with the, you don't want to root for me? Fine. I'll be the villain. I'm going to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win because I'm the best talent on the field. And I'm going to bring you guys up because you guys have never been as low as me. You thought losing was bad. My life was over and I'm going to bring you up. I might be a scumbag, but you want to know what? I got a second chance at redemption. So I'm going to bring you up. That's my only hope left with this team. And I can't believe it's Deshaun Watson. I
1: can't
3: (laughs) believe
0: it's this dude. He's the only one now that I think has the mentality to save us. And it's sickening to think about. But as a Browns fan who just wants this team to win, save us, Deshaun. Like, please, be the Michael Jordan Dabo said you were. I mean, (laughs) if you turn into that, we're going to forget about the Haslams. But if you are bad, I'm going to say this. I'm going to call it. In five years, when that lease comes up on the stadium, fans are going to walk the other way. Yeah. And it will not stun me in the slightest if Jimmy Haslam plays the old. Well, I might move the team card if I don't get my stadium. Now, yeah. do I think someone will come in and save it?
3: Yes. yes. Especially now. I think I think that I said on
0: the pot, I think Colling we'll yeah. will save it at that yeah. point. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. The league will not allow that. But It wouldn't shock me if that's where this is heading. And it's just the Haslams. They have a loser mindset because they've committed fraud and all this stuff, just sneaking around. And that's a loser mentality. You didn't earn for what you did. You cheated. Loser mentality from the top down. That's for sure. That's sure. why you lose.
2: When you have guys like John Johnson that come from winning organizations and are supposed to be the leaders, but yet yeah, they're constantly spilling things out into the media and talking publicly about, oh, well, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. Like, fix that stuff internally. Like, don't yeah. air that stuff out to the media. Nothing comes or nothing bodes well from saying stuff like that publicly. When Joel Batonio spoke out on Thursday, that's when it's like real the, the real eye raiser because he doesn't he doesn't say anything. Yeah but he's seen it all. So he knows what's going on. Like he's, he's not stupid to it. He's experienced it. How many times, how many different regimes? Like, I just don't think this is going to end well, as much as I want Stefanski and Barry to work out. I'm not saying Barry's going to get fired, but it, it seems like this is going to be regard if unless Watson comes in, like Alex said, puts this team on his back and they play really damn good ball those last six games. I hate to say it the way it's going right now. I don't think Stefanski's back after this season.
0: No, Jimmy's gonna hit the hit the old fire everybody button. Yeah. I think Barry will be gone too, because at it, this point he'll put it on Barry too. Well, if and that Barry, happens, Dee Podesta's out the door. Well, yeah. I'm gonna say this: if he fires Stefanski, Barry's gonna walk because he's gonna tell him, I can't, you're gonna do the same old thing again. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ruin my career with this. And everybody knows you're a terrible owner. Well, deep I walk away, my career is safe
2: Dee Podesta leaves too. oh D- yeah
0: D- and he's and, put and, up and, with
2: it. I'm surprised he's made it six years with him. and you want yeah. you want
0: who I think will end up being the football guy? Say it, buddy boy
2: oh. mm. So Dorsey comes back
0: yes because, because oh, here we go. well, here's why Dee Podesta was with Dorsey. And Dorsey wanted full control and Deepa is still in control. I think at that point, Jimmy will go back to Dorsey, because he had a good relationship with him and say, Look, I'm giving you full control. Do what you gotta do. You have a quarterback, you have some pieces, go to work. And nice then- see, I, that,
1: yeah. see, I think it's see, I think it's the opposite. I think I think you could spin it to where, and I think Andrew Barry's a smart guy where if uh, Stefanski gets canned. He goes, well, I didn't pick him. I didn't pick him. I didn't pick Got a point. Stefanski. Yeah. I didn't pick the defensive coordinator. I didn't pick the special teams coach. You could look, yeah, he was a great call play caller and everything, but he, you could say he lost the locker room. You could say that his loyalty towards his buddies, Joe Woods and, and Mike Prefer ended up, you know, contributing to um, many losses throughout their tenure. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in control now. I get to pick my guy.
0: Yeah. I Which is why I don't think he Robert. I think he wanted Robert Sala. I really, I, I can't be convinced. But, but,
1: but it doesn't matter because he was, he was hired after Stefanski. Yeah.
0: I yeah. know. Because I think it, it, my belief is Jimmy wanted a head coach immediately. And whoever, I kept saying it that week, because I think I was doing a podcast at that time. I said, whoever loses this matchup between San Fran and Minnesota yeah,
1: it's a, it's a good is the head, head coach
0: of the yeah. Cleveland Browns because they're available and Jimmy's not going to wait when he should.
2: No, because after the Mike Pettin thing, has him ain't paid. Yeah, well, he didn't want to be ain't patient. Yep.
0: Yeah, bingo.
2: But it, Alex, if you're right and Dorsey somehow comes back, we all say Greedy or er, Barry's picks are questionable. Yeah. Greedy all, Williams. All
0: of all of his picks are gone. Hockey All of them are gone. Sheldrick
2: Redwine. Mac Wilson, Austin Seibert, Chad Thomas, Antonio Calloway, Damian Ratley.
0: I mean, I haven't dug into who would
2: take over yet. At least Nick Chubb's
1: good, and Denzel Ward is good when he plays sometimes. I I just
0: don't (laughs) want to – it just seems like – It's the same
1: track record. It's literally the same track record as – it's actually even worse. Yes, When you think about it, it's even worse.
0: I'm just going
2: to say I agree with Kay. I think Barry gets a shot with his own head coach.
0: I I hope he does because I don't want to lose him yet. And with what's about to happen with him getting a bunch of comp picks, he set you up to at least be in position to build up around Watson. Yeah. Don't don't lose everything yet. Like okay, if after year 1 of Watson it's all gone to you know what okay, now we can have that discussion. Now we can have that discussion because all those picks you got back, they're gone. You're not getting any more. Now get somebody in here. Like that, then we can have that discussion. But like, again, Jimmy Haslam has never really had a, a group go into a fifth year, let alone even a fourth.
1: Well, nobody no. has. No
0: one. Yeah. No, no regime.
1: Romeo Cornell.
0: Yep. <laughs> Cornell. I was, just was the going one. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy has to start building goodwill with the NFL. He has to, because as I keep asking, who is going to trust Jimmy that they are going to see their own process through? No. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, nobody, nobody, you're going to end nobody, up with Mike after Mike it. Patton.
3: Yeah.
0: With, with a sprinkling into Freddie kitchens every five years.
3: Mm, Pat, even a Pat Shermer, or who was the guy that blew, or he was on the team when we, Blew that big lead to the Pats, and we lost on that. it. yes, yes, yes sure. yeah. No, I no, mean, we got Ray screwed Horton.
0: in that Pats game. We got screwed in that Pats right, game. That was right, a
3: screw job. No, yeah, <laughs> it, I'm not. It, I'm not gonna just that, but yeah, that's there's no continuity, and like that's what the that's the whole conversation everybody has had, and that's why like a lot of people were still in favor of keeping, you know, Bake, you know, at the time just to have continuity, just to be like, hey, at least you gave it three or four or five years and said, hey. That didn't work. There's been none of that with this football team, and that's why I hate – I mean, you guys know I, I've said it a lot. I hate the, the Haslams. I hate it when they talk. I hate it when they they do anything for this football team. I think they tried the Jerry Jones effect, and just it's not – that's not what we need. It's we honestly need a smart owner that knows what he's doing and wants to do it, wants to do it. Jason that, Lloyd that has that passion to do
2: it. Jason Lloyd brought up a great point last week uh, when they were talking about Stefanski and Barry. And he said, Haslam is comparable to Dan Gilbert before the stroke. And mm-hmm. you look at them, they mm-hmm. have been terrible. Dan Gilbert, you know, God bless him. Hopefully he's doing be- well. The stroke might've been the best thing to happen to the Cavs, I've said because that. he was able to step I, I back in the shadows, that. like Kobe and Bickerstaff do their job and look where they're well, at now.
3: Well, cause uh, isn't it his son or like whatever it is, to start to do more.
2: His son is like there, like overseeing things, and I think relaying stuff to Dan. But it's like pretty much Bickerstaff and, the minor- and they
0: had right. the minority owner too, who was right. doing a lot of that. But he left the ownership group, I believe, this past but, year. But Dan and has apparently- let
2: Kobe and Bickerstaff do their jobs, and look what happened.
0: Like and if apparently- the Haslam
2: would just sit back and let Barry do his job and let Stefanski do his job, but make the changes when it's necessary, I think the Browns could be a good team they could be like the Cavs here in another year or two
1: and unfortunately you know because i um because i heard the same thing about uh dan's son but apparently like his son is very bright like jason Lloyd's talked about him yes. and was just like hey he's not like you know, he's okay. not like his old man like he he will just let things happen. So for whatever it's worth, like you have that compared to JW, who do you trust him? Hell no. Like Hell I, don't, no. I don't trust no. him. So it's no, just- I, like...
0: I'll say this. I'll say this about even Paul Dolan. I know a lot of people in the city do not like Paul Dolan. Paul Dolan, in my experiences, most of y'all know I worked there.
3: Mm.
0: Paul Dolan is more than anything, a figurehead in that building. And he's there every day. But and also- consistent, he's consistent. Yeah. Very consistent. But I will, day, but I will say this. He trusts his people who run the business. And I'll even give him this. Paul Dolan as an owner, if he sees you need help, even though it's a small job and it's an odd one, Paul Dolan will ask you if you need help. There's a reason why people there love him and think he's the best owner around. He trusts his people, he supports his people to do their jobs because he hired them because he knows they can do their jobs that's what leadership is and i don't believe the browns even have that from the top down so how do you expect your gm and coach to lead when your owner can't even lead himself the caps are just starting to figure this out which is great to see and i've been wrong on them i've been absolutely wrong on them because they're now starting to figure out they have people that can really do their jobs and really run it effectively and Mm -hmm. they just trust them that's all it freaking takes jimmy like you want to know what I, I propose this jimmy haslam we lock him up in his home in <laughs> tennessee for the next year no phones no nothing you can watch the games every week but you let andrew barry Kevin yes. spansky and everybody do their jobs next year with watson but you have to stay locked up in your mansion in tennessee you leave and the shut up and, and shut tennessee. up don't no say Twitter, a word no don't nothing. have a
3: say in nothing
0: jwd him all banned you're banned from the state yes. of ohio you step one foot in here you're you're arrested yeah, like yeah, you're watch <laughs> the
3: restraining this order on them that's what we should literally
0: <laughs> if that were to happen this team i bet would be playing so much more oh, loose, yeah. so much more relaxed because i bet you the players who've been here joe is a guy who knows he knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen yeah so they're all playing on eggshells. Oh, yeah. What do you expect them to
3: do? It doesn't create a healthy working environment for, for anybody and that's from, where from the top, top is. to bottom. Yeah. yeah
2: at There's the end of the day, stress on them. Alex, you said it about leadership. You put the people in those jobs and you let them do your jobs. But if you don't trust them, that means you did a piss poor job yes. hiring these people. I think that's yes. case closed at the end of the day. If yes. Haslam doesn't trust the people he put in place, it's his fault because he's the one that did it. Yep.
1: And let, and let's be honest too, the track record. The only guy that handled the entire Watson situation decently was Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Andrew Barry looked like a joke in those press conferences. The Haslams, I mean, just if they said nothing, if they said nothing, they they the yeah, <laughs> if they said nothing,
2: if they said nothing,
1: it would it, w- it would have been better.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
2: When the Haslams but, speak less, it, it bodes well for the franchise.
1: Honestly, which yeah. which is why it's like, you know, kind of just kind of, you know, wrapping everything up. It's, it's like, yeah, you can nitpick certain things and, you know, just the in-game things with Kevin Stefanski. But overall, man, this guy, he's doing the best he can, I think. Yeah. Like legitimately. He's been and handed a
3: pretty bad card
1: the for the on- most part. The, and the only issue is just my, my major qualm with him is just the loyalty to guys that just aren't good yeah
3: and if he and
1: hopefully that doesn't cost him but if it if it does cost him i i can't i'm gonna be upset at firing Kevin fansky but i'm like this is your own doing this is literally you dying on your sword for joe woods and mike prefer it sucks but that is the nfl Though it just, it gets you fired and then you'll have, you know, Andrew Barry will have his chance to to hire somebody else, most likely. It just, just so frustrating, man. Yeah. Like heading so into strange. this year, the offense has played pretty, pretty well for the most part. And it, analytically, they're like one of the best offenses in the league. One of the most efficient offenses. This team, again, we say it every week, this team should be like five and two, but they just, they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. And I just don't, <laughs> I, like what more can you do and you know what maybe it does just stop, start from the top down Haslams just get get out of our way just like the your 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 evil cloud hovering over burrito yeah. and the stadium
0: everyone I, I don't know scared. i
1: don't know anymore man i don't know no anymore. i
0: think it literally is everyone's scared for their own jobs because they joel know how saying it, that man. stuff joel buttonio saying that stuff that's him trying to send a <sighs> warning to stefanski that's him saying, I don't want you to get fired, but I know what's about to happen. I've been through this before. And you don't think he hasn't gone to coach and said, coach, I love you, man. You've been good. But I know what's going to happen if things don't change. And Kevin probably goes like, yeah, I, pro- I know too. I know what I signed up for. And I it's just.
1: But, but does Kevin know? Because really, he was with the same organization for 15 years.
0: I think Kevin did, did know what he potentially was signing up for. Every coach should. Every at coach, I think, in the league point. No. Yeah, yeah, but
1: this is the Browns. Yeah, this, this is, is the no, Browns. I, no, I,
0: I, no, it's Jimmy Haslam. At this yeah. point, if he didn't know eight years into Jimmy Haslam's regime what his track record is, then he really was not the right choice for this job. And I can tell you in sports, people know, in baseball at least, who the good organizations are, oh, yeah. who the bad organizations are. And in Cleveland, I can tell you, people in Cleveland know who the good organizations are and the bad organizations are. And word travels fast. And it it's real. It's real in sports. People already know because everyone talks. Everyone talks. Trust me. In my experience, they all talk.
2: All right, so let's go ahead and ramp things up Just and let's go watch a good, stable sports team in Cleveland named the Cavaliers. So uh, guys, need go ahead. Eat some dinner. <laughs> yeah, and so guys, go ahead around the horn, plug your social media accounts, and we'll get on out of here. Thank you for coming on, by the way, too. I appreciate you
0: all. Yeah, you can follow me at the CLE Sports Guy. You can also follow the Top Dogs podcast at The Top Dogs. Uh, just dropped a new podcast uh, today uh we were previewing the baltimore game so you can see what we thought going into it and see if we were right or wrong and talked a little bit of guardians and added some news on the future of, of the show what it's looking like so exciting stuff
3: um for me uh i really just have twitter just added uh, uh, just an extra 50 um I mean, uh, obviously there's more, more, there's more news coming around here for Dogland, so this will be cool. I hope to get more involved in some of the pods and even some of the writing stuff if we ever dive into that again. Um, but yeah, really excited about everything.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin knows That is Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-I-N. Knows K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E.
2: And you guys can follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry008. Um, this is, I think for sure, the last episode on the current feed. And then we will be starting our new venture over at Dogs by Nature sometime this week. So stay tuned for that. You guys can follow the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter as well as Facebook. And until next time, Browns fans, as we get on out of here. Like always, go Browns.
3: Leftovers or the DMV number
2: 97.
1: Or
3: house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were by law.
0: Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.